0: Hi Slip Angle listeners, this is Rob from Fields Autoworks and Fields Engineering. We're really excited to be supporting great content on Slip Angle, and we hope you'll find your way over to our social media pages to see some of the exciting work that we're doing. Fields Autoworks has Cardinal Coupes being delivered and Scioto Coupes in build for testing this summer, with more exciting models on the near horizon. If you're ready for supercar performance for under $70,000 or professional prototype speed for under $150,000, stop by fieldsautoworks.com to see what we offer. At Fields Engineering, we have openings for major builds, arrive and drive customers, and medium to large engineering projects. We have capabilities ranging from whole composite body scratch builds to 3D scanning and printing to trackside support. We're also thrilled to be supporting regular guy racing with Colton Wade driving in GLTC and the exciting new Future Frontrunners initiative to promote women in club racing. As a Fields customer, you get the combined experience of IndyCar builders, IMSA veterans, aerospace engineers, and lifetime racers working on your next big endeavor. If that sounds like a team you're interested in working with every day, you can also contact us about our open shop positions. Find Fields Auto Works on social media and at FieldsAutoworks.com, and find Fields Engineering on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening!
1: sitting in
2: the car you're sitting in the back seat because the front's full of my junk
1: <laughs> you've been sitting in a lot of cars the last few days i got uh, scott and and becky from what's your team called today <laughs> so, sunday to sunday sunday, sunday said, uh, to sunday that's cool it, uh, you're doing pretty well uh, obviously the biggest surprise so far was p2 and the wet skid pad that's ridiculous <laughs>
3: Yeah, we were surprised too.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, and you were probably one of the last cars out there too, right?
2: Yes, I mean, especially for the wet skid pad, wet skid pad, which is the first event. Right, uh, we have to go by number, and we're number seventy-seven out of eighty-five or eighty-six cars. Right. So yeah, we were one of the last ones, and it was it was c- cold. Um, you know, and obviously it's wet on the skid pad itself but yeah we've um we've done it enough by this point that's like we know kind of what we were going to go out at target tire pressures we had the tires we learned our lesson last year with not scuffing the tires in properly so um we scuffed them in nice and good and then half an hour before we went 20 minutes i went out and did some neighborhood recon and uh (laughs) <laughs> really warmed them up and got everything nice and warm and um there <laughs> was really neighborhood a, recon <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and and really like there was just boatloads of grip except one spot so you have to like skid pads are if you've never done one it's there a, a lot of nuance goes into it like it's way more than going in a circle
1: yeah, I don't think because, anybody would realize that, uh, especially when it's wet, like how hard it is. I've heard that from several drivers. Um, like yeah. it's hard.
2: And and like one position to another is determined by .008 of a G, averaged over both directions. Like it's, we're talking fractions of a mile per hour. What's
1: the, uh, what's the measurement for, like how do they actually score it? Do they have a... Uh,
2: it's so they've got timing lights, yeah, and basically they they know the exact radius of the circle, okay. and they just time you, and then they can base your g load on that.
1: That makes sense. Um, yeah. Does car placement in the skid pad like play a big part of it or no? Huge. Like, um, how wide is this thing? I I was there ten, twelve years ago for an autocross, but I can't picture it anymore.
2: It's probably. 50
3: feet, I was gonna say 60, 50, 60
2: feet yeah. That's wide. Pretty big, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty large. Um, yeah, and uh, Tim Miller, our good friend, he uh, you know, did some calculations based on if you're drive as tight as you can versus if you're like a few feet off mm-hmm. and it's worth 0.01 of a G, um, if you're tighter, yeah, um, which is again worth like five positions yeah yeah for sure
1: well good job there whatever you did uh do that next time and don't tell anybody yes. wh- don't tell anybody you don't like what you did so
2: yeah like uh, on a major podcast <laughs> well, well i'll be driving the dry skid pad at the
1: end of the week and
3: i've never done it before so <laughs> well, tell her, i'm going for p1 though
1: tell her what you did Scott.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um what uh what tracks have you gotten to drive so far becky
3: just national super Speedway for me so far
1: what's the infield of that place like i i just looked at it for like a future potential thing, and I can't remember what the infield was like
3: well it's um it's a pretty short course overall um it gets into the infield in two places, basically the two ends okay. where the the turns are oh, that's so yeah, you're I on the yeah. you're on the banking for the straight sections and then there's a there's a uh, big transition into the infield um, big change from the banking to the flat, and then the infield portions are really twisty and fun uh, kind of like s's and there's quite a bit of elevation coming into them onto the back straight and off of the back straight back into the infield so I thought it was a blast
1: yeah you, you you guys look like you're having fun on uh, on the chat and on the live stream so um
3: yeah, and it's a uh, I mean, it's not as intimidating in our slow cars, so it was just, I just thought it was so much fun.
1: Yeah, I heard Seth talk about, on track walking, I heard Seth talking about how every every one lap he's gone with a slower and slower car, and it's uh-huh. like, yeah, like, and Abe has said before, like, at a track you've never been to, like, turn one of lap two is basically like the first time you go through and you've never done it and you're at full pace like there's no warm-up lap or anything like a sunday cup car seems like a lot more fun actually (laughs) yeah um, for
3: that aspect i think it is it's less um less risk uh less pressure
1: yeah because people people don't I don't think people realize that it's like a standing start too. So it's not like a warm-up lap and like regular flyer laps, uh, yeah. like a typical, you know, time trial or race or anything. So
3: yeah, it's um, a little different.
1: Yeah. How, uh, how's the car holding up? You guys doing well?
3: Yeah, it's really great. It's, um, I made a lot of changes to it in the last couple of weeks, new suspension and bushings. Um, so it really feels good on track and it's just happy to be here. Um, the only kind of almost dramatic scare we had yesterday was um, had some fluid leaking from the transmission, and we thought it was, like, leaking from the axle we just replaced, but then after the next session, there was dripping, um, and we we talked to Chris Taylor, who's very familiar with Mazda 2s, and he informed us there's a... Um,
2: a a breather, breather valve
3: on the top of the transmission, and we had just filled it up from replacing the axle, and probably just overfilled it. So it's just uh, it's just bleeding off the overfill, but um, a little a little scare. It just yeah.
1: means that there's blood inside of it. That's all.
2: That's right. <laughs> it's it's self-leveling right now. Yeah. But like my my indication of it was out at CMP yesterday. Like, after a braking zone into a turn and then I would shift, mm-hmm. it literally sounded like a blow-off valve. Really? And I'm like, that's strange. This doesn't have boost. Um, that's and weird. It, and it kind of, I mean, it sounded cool. Um, but like, we came in and it's like, we saw this and kind of, you know, we were trying to diagnose, like, all right, could it be coming from this seal? Like, worst case scenario, it's leaking, like, between the, the halves. And, yeah. you know, of course, the bleeder sitting right there, which explained everything. Right. Um, but, yeah, so,
3: so. Much, much different problems than we have had in the past couple of years. Yeah, you're, so. not, you're not like patching oil
1: pans and stuff like
3: that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Um, Hondas don't. Don't typically uh, you only like half fill a Honda, so they don't typically have an issue like that. Did did is that like a mostly full transmission, or what's the weird spot about it? I can't.
2: No, when
1: it's weird when that we, it would sound like a blow off valve.
2: <laughs> yeah, we we think just because it was getting hot enough and like under load, right? Like whatever path to the the breather that it has, like once you shift and you relieve all that pressure for a moment, um, it just maybe, like, takes a big breath in after, like, gargling all that fluid or something. I don't that's, know.
1: That's so weird. How much fluid you know, are we talking about? Just, like, a little bit or a lot?
2: I mean, it, it, <laughs> it coated the back half of the transmission and was dripping on the there's floor. A,
3: there's a couple drips on the ground.
1: Okay. Um,
2: um, had,
1: it, has Marlon had that, that issue yet or no?
2: No, we we, we we're pretty sure we accidentally overfilled it when we had to replace the axle a couple weeks ago Yeah. so it's just like i said it's self-leveling it'll stop doing that when it has the amount of fluid that it wants yeah
1: sounds good that's the best problem to have is one that you don't actually have to fix just hit it with a brake cleaner when it's cold Yep, so, sounds good what was yeah. cmp like how'd you do how'd you guys like cmp
2: is good uh it's a it cool was, track isn't it yeah, it's it's apparently designed by the same guy who did Gingerman, Audubon, NOLA, like all those. Yeah,
1: it's so an Alan g- Wilson track, and it kind of feels like an Alan Wilson track.
2: <laughs> it it totally does, and as soon as like I read that, it's like, oh, I know all of these corners yeah, just yep. not put together. Yeah, it's like um,
1: it's almost like for people that have been to Gingerman, which is obviously a huge part of our audience. It's like if you chopped all of Gingerman up and you like rearranged it in a different shape.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, and added like scaled down the the tri apex at the far end of Nola. Yeah. Yeah. And throw that into turn five, six, and seven. Um, it does have a high speed kink, which in mooncake here is a literal non-event
1: yeah it it was an event my my second session there i spun there and uh yeah and hit a the, lot of people did i hit the corner station way off to the left like a quarter mile <laughs>
2: yeah somebody somebody did that out of turn eight uh fairly recently and completely took out whatever station was there there's
3: a pile of debris there instead of a station
1: so it really got hit huh
2: yeah, yeah, it was pretty solid. Oh, well, that's not good. No, we did have a car contact um, a wallet yesterday. They're apparently supposed to be back here today. Okay.
1: Um, what kind of car was it?
2: Uh, Camaro. Um, full airbag deployment. The entire driver's side got smashed, but um, apparently all the suspension was pretty okay, and they're back. Supposed to be back today. So. Those, are, no, I'm
1: here. those are tough cars. Dalton Klein like wiped the whole side of his out, and like it was just just body work. And like, yeah, they're they're pretty tough. New Camaros are not 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 durable. So
2: yeah. So I mean, the the top of the field is looking looking interesting this year. There's I think there's been a few more shakeups than certainly we were expecting. Yeah. yeah
3: the like the top five are all different, very different kinds of cars. Yeah, incredibly <laughs> different. the fun part
1: of one lap. Yeah, I, I almost don't even want to like talk to Alex and Andy because I'm like, I'm crossing my fingers so hard for them. Like, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to like jinx them or anything. <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah, and Hollis, you know, had the tire. Did you hear about that at all?
1: I heard about the pre event drama. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. They, yeah. There was a cut tire and it was like the only one that he could
2: get. But. Yep. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's been a, a little mopey about it, but he's um, he's still been putting in a good thing, and it looks like he's going to get his wish at Hallett tomorrow, and it's, it's looking like it's supposed to dump rain, which will be in his favor, I what, think.
1: He ended up with Super, Pilot Supersports, right?
2: Yeah, I think that's right.
1: Yeah, what did he want? I forget what it was. AO52. Oh, he wanted Yokohama's. Okay. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. Which, up till this point, you know, would have been quicker
1: yeah definitely would have put him at the he's like real close to the top uh and it probably would have had him there but yeah
2: yeah and we're and that's what we're on and uh after driving on them now for a couple events yeah they should be illegal in gltc these these things light off by turn three yeah it is nutty
1: and and turn three from a standing start yes like, yeah, correct. That, and that's like, that's a big part of why we saw um Swenson was on them for the first half of last year, and James Houghton was on them in 2020, yep. and yeah, they just it was turn one they had way more tire, and then yep. everybody spent the rest of the race catching them, and it made for interesting racing. But like, it's just like such a different tire. So
2: yep. it's yeah, like the it's, perfect
1: one lap tire if you can keep it in one piece. So
2: yeah. Uh, I mean, yesterday at CMP, you know, again, yeah, they, they light off immediately and I've just, I really have to kind of lean on them and just know that they're there, which I'm going to have to do today as well. Um, and they'll, they fall off a little bit towards the end, but yeah, so, so far, nothing bad. We'll see. It's supposed to be pretty warm here today too.
1: Okay. You're doing two sessions today there.
2: Yeah. We've got two at Barber
1: today. And then your really long, your really long, uh, transit is... Tonight, and then you have another one in a couple of days, right?
2: Yeah, it. everyone says it's a long transit. It's it's not terrible, I think, because we still remember the first year we did it. We had a 12-and-a-half-hour transit. Jeez. And so, like, anything under 11 seems really pretty easy and basic.
1: Well, especially with you have, like, a
2: radio and, like, AC. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, AC doesn't suck at all. So
3: the up? car with the bushings I just put on it, the car is very stiff, and the the bumps are much bumpier. But I, I would imagine <laughs> it's it's not a a luxury car, but I can't complain at all after the last couple of years. So. Um,
2: what and, do you, you, and the exhaust really drones. Yeah, um, it's it's not quiet in here. It's I wouldn't say it's quite to the. Miata NVH, but it's not—it's not a uh, plush ride.
1: It's a track rat now. You—you you ratted it out, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: ruined it for street driving. What did—what
1: did you put on bushing-wise? Delrin stuff or? They're
3: Delrins, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, poly. so there's basically no. Oh, they're, no good.
2: Oh, they're poly bushings. Oh
1: yeah, okay. Well, Polly's a but, little better than Delrin, but about the same. So.
2: Yeah, we had a, a good friend of ours um, because you know. We knew about the the disadvantages of polyurethane. We had a friend of ours make them into um, bronze sleeve bearing bushings, okay, um, which are super cool and uh, pretty trick. So yeah, I want to yeah. see
1: pictures of that. That sounds interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah. Basically, you basically you make a um, a bearing kit, but. It's poly, so you don't have quite the NVH, but you have way more uh, freedom of motion than uh, any polyurethane
1: kit out there. Yeah, several of the the poly stuff, poly things that I've had in my car previously. They, you know, poly can induce bind and stuff if it's not super lubed up, and you can't like over torque it because it can induce bind then, and it, and it sticks. Yeah, stick really bad. It's it's like it's like st- literally like it'll lock the suspension in unless it's got more force than you can put on it. Right. which is weird. So, I I've, I've drilled yeah, which, I've drilled holes in them and covered them in grease. I've done all kinds of stuff to like try and make them work. Um and I've shaved the bushings thinner to where they weren't, you know, actually being clamped and uh yeah, yeah. it probably can be fine, but it can also be weird. Um, so yeah,
2: yeah, the um yeah, the and basically what um what this is is you you get a a particular type of bronze sleeve that goes inside of the polyurethane, right? And then the steel sleeve—you know, your tolerances have to be pretty good there. Then your steel sleeve goes inside that, okay? And the bronze is your bearing,
1: right? So it can move inside the steel easily. Yeah, that makes sense. Just open the yeah. po- open the poly up and put a steel sleeve and then a bronze one. Right.
2: Yep, that's it.
1: That's a cool idea. Makes sense. Yep.
2: So oh, Getting fancy uh, over
1: there in Sunday Cup.
2: So, yeah. Well, you know, as as soon as you said at uh, PRI that bushings were gonna be legal, we kind of knew exactly what was gonna happen.
1: So I I might need your number of your bushing guy. My bushings are definitely twelve years old. So
2: Yep. I will uh, <laughs> I'll send you
1: some info. <laughs> Yeah, the the reason for that being legal is like OEM stuff and parts store stuff are very different animals and OEM stuff is expensive and it's not even that good and people are like poly stuff is like $80. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And,
2: really and that stuff, you know, at the point that these cars are getting and you know the the load that they're carrying those those rubber stuff doesn't they don't last very long. No,
1: and and there's not a lot of parts on these cars mostly. Um most of them have like you know it's a strut car. There's just not a lot of parts on them. So um,
2: yeah, that that was a funny thing when we when Becky was doing these bushings is there are six
0: mm-hmm.
2: on her car. Yeah, and there are it's hold like on.
1: thirty of them on a Miata.
2: That's pretty close. But yeah.
1: Yeah. The same thing with like an old Civic, which is double wishbone front and back. There's like you get the box of bushings, and it's like it's a big box of bushings. Yes. <laughs> And you get the box of bushings for a fit, and it's like four. Yeah,
3: Scott thought I had to order a bunch more. He was like, this, you're missing a bunch. This, this <laughs> can't be yet.
1: This can't be yet, but that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, the kits are cheap, and they're basic, and, and it's just, you know, it, it doesn't ruin the car for a street car either. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, What uh, what is what's the plan of attack, or what was the plan of attack for Circle Track? Because that was the main thing that you seemed excited about, Scott. Like you did the linear oval. Um, What was uh, after your first experience last year? You like raved about it. How it was the best thing ever. Um, Yeah. And what uh, uh, what did you do, uh, and how did you do? Uh,
2: We did pretty well, again considering the horsepower and launch disadvantage we have, which which is definitely still a thing um but you know you, you take some horsepower out of the equation and you know these little cars are able to kind of punch above their weight quite a bit um yeah. but yeah the 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 mile oval was bigger than i recalled from last year but um it's really just a matter of finding gearing and your turn in point okay and then just feeling the car all the way down and in because you're you're gaining a good gaining and losing a good 20 feet in elevation, 25,
1: maybe it's a steep little place.
2: It really is. And, and it's intimidating. It's less intimidating in the two than it was in the Miata because when you're kind of come back up, um, the banking, that wall seems like it's coming at you pretty quick, um, which can lead you to want to turn away from it, which would make the problem worse. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But really, again, like these tires are, turn one. They're like they're there. So,
1: yeah. did you um, did you do two uh, two runs there or just one?
2: One run. Just and we didn't even three laps. Get, no one got to walk at this time. Is basically whenever you get there, get ready, line up with somebody, and go.
1: That's so. That's you were barely there.
2: Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah we we unpacked. Actually changed in the car. Um, Becky was driving, as so I was like dressed and ready to go when we got there. That's wild. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Bob Miller called me out, so he and I got in there and had some fun.
1: Okay, yeah. uh, Bob's car uh, is—it seems like it's doing well. We talked to him for a while yesterday. So, Um, yeah, yeah. What a what a fun uh, what a fun trip. Like I'm so I'm so jealous. I wish I could pause my life for a week and someday like I've been saying someday since I was like 14 like someday I'm going to do that and uh and Scott has rolled his eyes many times and it's like you got to do it and yeah someday's going to come soon I think so yeah
2: yeah. it's and I've kind of said this in terms of like tracking in general like yeah yeah. if if you don't make the planes and commit it just won't happen and I totally get like the barriers to entry but like it it'll never just land in your lap, you yeah. have to make plans and do it,
1: yeah But and um, now that uh now that there's probably gonna be more people doing Sunday Cup with it, uh that's a huge like that's a huge draw for me is because I don't have a year to build my car into a s into a one lap car, my g l t c car and like yeah. I don't really wanna spend a week in that piece of crap. <laughs> But, you really don't but i could totally spend a week in my piece of crap fit like that's my favorite car of all time now
3: <laughs> so yeah i i worked on this for like a couple of weeks to get yeah. it ready and that was it and uh and that made us pretty competitive in in our little class and uh it's just it's just um it's a lot of fun like they don't Rex suck these they... are his favorite cars of this event yeah they um, they don't
1: suck at all, like they are totally fun like yeah and, and and they're almost they're just more challenging in different ways too it's and you can prep them like you could literally build like a competitive Sunday cup car for like thirty two hundred dollars if you started with the right fit, <laughs> so yeah 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 and, Brock, they're, they're very cool. Brock
2: did walk up to me yesterday right before the last run at c m p and was like, you know, I was thinking maybe we should just do an entire one lap with these kind of shit boxes
1: absolutely, <laughs> man.
2: Ship mixers, that's right.
1: Yeah, they're they're cool. I'm glad he's uh, I'm glad he's seeing the the potential in them. <laughs> so. Yeah, he
2: yeah they they had a Mini Cooper non S for years yeah. until uh, an on street accident took it. But he yeah he he definitely sees the uh, the benefit of these stupid little things.
1: Like it and it's it's an event that would it would almost separate the drivers even more too because like it takes so much of the car out of the equation and like the they're probably not going to break a whole lot, you know. Um, yep. And, and so it's you're you're really challenging the drivers almost more uh, in the driving on track aspect, at least, you know. So.
2: Yeah, I think turning the one lap into like a, a spec thing like that. I, I mean, he'll never do it, and I, I don't think that'd be what the one lap would be. But I think no, like yeah. doing something separate that would be like more of a like a Sunday Cup cross country tour would yeah, be. Yeah pretty baller.
1: Yeah, and we've we've talked about that in the past is like try to try to schedule two weekends back to back and like in between we uh, we make a separate event out of it where, you know, they start at one weekend and then tr- drive and do an event every day uh in between like uh like and just like a straight up time trial, not like a one lap rip off kind of thing, but like hit a couple of tracks in between and make it more like road rally. Like that's a that's kind of a dream ambition for us too, so um, yeah i think and that the, could be really really fun so. yeah and
2: yeah we we love the one lap it's it's kind of under our skin deep at this point it's,
1: yeah. it's
2: uh, we look forward to it every year playing huge for it and i can you know, tell. It's one one lap in grid life for us
1: well if uh if today goes well then you're on from barber onto to uh what Hallett.
3: Palette tomorrow. Looks like it's going to rain, so oh. I'm that's my driving day. Um, I was really looking forward to driving that trek in the dry, but we'll see. Are you,
1: are, are you going to chase Seth? <laughs>
3: uh, I guess he's got some experience there, so that might be an interesting mix-up for us.
1: Yeah, give him the point by and, uh, and chase him, right? right.
3: Well, it, did, uh, it worked out really well for me at um, Nashville because Bob finished, like, just in front of me by hundreds of a second yeah and then i uh helped me get a little focused for the afternoon because i had a goal to (laughs) to beat him in the afternoon so that was good for me to get a little more aggression on track yeah it was
1: it was fun to watch the chat and uh they were (laughs) focusing on you on the live stream a bunch at that event it was cool so oh cool yeah
2: yeah brian brian Humphreys is a good friend of ours and a goofball so yeah he loves to uh, talk about becky and mooncake
1: yeah yeah like when he knew the name mooncake i was like oh this guy's cool all right well go go do your driver's meeting things i'm gonna go to work we just made a podcast i appreciate it so
2: well it's it's funny you think we do driver's meetings here but i appreciate it
1: no driver's things i I might have said meetings, (laughs) but it might have came out of my mouth i know you guys don't do those (laughs) Um, what, Hi, what uh, what's the plugs and stuff?
2: Um, definitely grid life, obviously Sunday cup stuff. Uh, but for us as well, we are raising money for the brain American brain tumor association, uh, which you can find that link on the Robertson racing Miata, uh, Facebook page and the Robertson racing Instagram. Um, you donate at least, uh, 25 bucks and we'll send you a t-shirt to say thank you. Um, it's in memory of my dad, Bill, who kind of got us into this whole thing and unfortunately died from a glioblastoma, um, several years ago now
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. and, uh, otherwise Valkyrie engineering for the battery mount kit, which is awesome. Koenig wheels, G-Lock brights, uh, Venema service,
3: Abbott performance auto, Chris Taylor racing services
2: all
1: the buddies. Oh, yeah. Chris Chris got you a B-Spec ECU, and you guys are being silly and swapping ECUs every day, right?
3: We haven't been swapping. Oh, no but cruise we control? Might for, tonight, it's a 10-and-a-half-hour drive, yeah. so we might swap it out tonight so we get cruise control back for that transit.
1: Yeah. Well, cool. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited that you guys are out there having a good time, and I hope the car is solid. So. Thanks,
3: sir. Thank you. All
1: right, guys. We'll talk to you guys soon. Good. Yeah. good.
0: Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jabe co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the Pittsitter Grid Live to say hello.